airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. There's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's on American Family Radio. Welcome to your Friday, everybody. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a wonderful Friday it is. Yes. We've made it, all of us, by God's grace. Friday, it's Chick-fil-A activism day. Mm-hmm. Today is Chick-fil-A activism day. I feel like there should be some grand orchestra music that plays. That is Chick-fil-A activism day. Some applause. Chick-fil-A activism day. We need a paper boy. <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. It's Chick-fil-A activism day. It could be JD. JD. By the way, everyone, on Chick-fil-A activism <laughs> day today, we happen to have JD with us. Hey, JD Addison. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. Great. I'm glad that you're here. By the way, I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC giving us that beautiful wave over there. <laughs> and uh, it's Chick-fil-A Activism Day. Have you engaged in some Chick-fil-A activism, JD? Yes. What did, what did you... It is my pleasure to serve you. serving the chicken the Lord's way unless it's a Sunday. My pleasure to serve you. Hey, Jared. Thank you. Hey. We haven't heard this in a minute. So. We, it's been a minute. Yeah. If you guys have like never, um, if you guys have never had the joy and sheer pleasure <laughs> of watching this video on YouTube, you should go and look it up. Um, his name is Jarrett. I think is the comedian's name. I think name. so. His name is Jarrett, and um, it's <laughs> my pleasure to serve you. And it's a it's a parody video, um, and that you just heard a snippet of it. But mm-hmm. the video is so much better. Yeah, it's funny. You've got to watch it. I mean, funny. it just it shows how Chick Fil A workers go above and beyond. Like, I won't give away the video if you've not seen it yet, but they do <laughs> extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. At least Jarrett does as a Chick-fil-A worker. Um, anyways, <laughs> he, he says, can I just say one thing that he says? And it's probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. lines from the whole thing. Like, he says, you don't need to pray for your food. We had a Bible study in the back. We already prayed for you. And then he, he says, pre-blessed. <laughs> Which, I mean, come on. Everybody knows that your food is pre-blessed when you eat at Chick-fil-A. I'm still praying. Okay, yeah, you should. <laughs> Welcome to the Friday edition of Aaron the Addisons. We do a lighter show on Fridays. And when we have one of our kids in studio, we try to do this once a month. And so this is actually the first time this month that we're having um, one of the kids in. And it's we're, I guess, kind of making our way toward the end of the month. And so Mm. um, so it's good that we get to get it in. But having a kid in studio helps us to stay on track with having a little bit of a lighter show. Um, It just depends. It depends because we may get into a little bit of a deeper discussion. But, you know, obviously it would be a kid-friendly discussion right. because we have a kid in studio so jd for our listeners who they are kind of familiar with you but maybe some of our listeners are listening for the first time and they've not heard one of the addisons on with us with with your mom and dad um can you introduce yourself just a little bit um i'm jd i'm nine years old and i um i like reading i like reading um books that jay water loves makes i like apologetics books um, that help give a defense for the faith. Mm-hmm. I like um, books that pertain to that. Oh, very cool. Things like that. Well, great. I'm glad that you're with us today. Oh, I should re- remind our listeners, because then I think this will kind of go into a neat conversation with you, that uh, we are encouraging everyone to participate 
and Operation Christmas Child to stuff shoe boxes and bless kids all across the country that you may never meet Mm -hmm. um, and to share the love of Jesus this time of year. Uh, National Collection Week is November 18th through the 25th. So that means that you're probably a part of church stuffing parties right now or you're doing this with your family, you're doing this with friends. Um, We've done this a couple of different ways. We've stuffed shoe boxes online. Mm -hmm. We have stuffed shoe boxes in haste. Because of of me. And uh, we have stuffed (laughs) shoeboxes with friends where we've gotten together Mm -hmm. with another uh, family and stuffed shoeboxes. And uh, and and so we just enjoy doing it. And it's it's something that we've been doing since the kids were really little. They've kind of almost really grown up doing it. And um, I know you don't remember. You just this has always just been a part. It's just always been a part of what we've Mm -hmm. done, at least when we learned about it. You know, Um, I remember one year when the girls were really little. JD, you probably were a baby. Yeah, he was when we went to the um the warehouse. I mean the church. Was it that's what you're talking about? Oh, well, that's not exactly what I was thinking about. But I was thinking um, about um we did one year where we actually wrapped our shoe boxes, but that was a Mama D deal. Oh, okay. Okay. See, Mama D was like a textbook wrapper. Yeah. You remember back in the day when you had to wrap textbooks? So yeah. my mom the paper bags. Oh man, she <laughs> was the best. At that, you had to wrap your textbook. What? I know, son, it's okay. <laughs> See, in this moment, you just go along with us. Okay. So you had to wrap your textbook because you would pay fines if your textbooks were damaged. damaged. Yeah, Remember that? Yeah, like, right. And you would turn in your books at the end of the year. Oh, this is a walk down memory lane. You'd turn in your textbooks at the end of the year. And they would be inspected by your teacher. You remember that? Mm-hmm. She'd pick it up, turn it over, flip through the pages, checking for marks and dents and dings. So you had to wrap your textbook. Well, my mom was a master rapper, mm. which kind of sounds like a stage name, but that's not. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she just, she would get our brown paper bags and, and cut it and everything would be really tight. So she wanted to wrap the, um, the Christmas, Operation Christmas Child shoebox. Mm-hmm. And she wrapped it individually. I mean, she just, she was on her game. Now, yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm like, no. Right. Because I'm not good at that, you know. Yeah. Anyway, JD, what's your favorite thing to put in a Operation Christmas Child shoebox? Well, you like to do more of the um. You like to do more of the necessities. I could like do more of the things that I think children my age um would like to play with. Wow! So okay. I get more toys than more necessities. Yeah, which you is why we. That. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just asked what you liked. Okay. You see how he? You see how he went after me? He's like, well, you like necessities. I like the fun stuff, which is why we make a great team, right? Right. Because I think that there's also, there's a need for like the toiletries and the toothbrushes and toothpastes and things like that. But then also the balls and the stuffed animals and things like that, right? So that that makes for a great team. Uh, What happens to the stuff? Like sometimes we get more stuff than can fit in our boxes. Mm -hmm. JD, what happens to those items? Well, when we can't fit everything in the box, sometimes it goes to us. Yeah. And so let me tell you. I feel like they're like puppies down around a table. Waiting <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for a piece of bacon to fall down. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and I have to, I have to, you know, really make sure that they keep their minds kind of set right, you know, because I feel like they're like, oh, mom, it can't fit. And it's like, no, we want it to fit. <laughs> right. Yeah, but like we're trying to find ways to like put it in we the do. smallest area so it doesn't fit. We do. We, we do. <laughs> Sometimes I will unpack and repack. If we do it a different way, maybe we can get more stuff yeah, in there. You have to repack like three times. I don't mind it. Until you give it to us. But they are like, no, it mom, us. it's useless. <laughs> you're going to have to give There's that no to hope. me. There's no hope you're going to have to give it to me. So anyway, I want to encourage you to be a part of Operation Christmas Child. Um, uh, National Collection Week is November 18th through the 25th. If you want to learn more information, you want to make some memories with your kids, 
with your family, with your grandkids, then this is one of those great memories that mm -hmm. you can make. Uh, learn more by going to SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. That's SamaritansPurse.org slash OCC. And you can learn what things go in the box and what things cannot go in the box. And um, if you're like me, you're probably going to buy things that end up not being able to fit <laughs> in the box because you're kind of ambitious. You think we can make it work, you know, and then yeah. I guess you'll give it to your Right. <laughs> oh yeah, kids. Yay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, hey, we got an email. Mm -hmm. We got an email from one of our listeners, and we take emails like this very seriously. All right. And I know it's a Friday, but this is a serious email. And so I'm gonna share it with our listeners here. And you know how I do whenever we have um dissension <laughs> and we have splits and possible factions, we have to deal with it. And so this came from one of our listeners. His name is Mike, and I won't give his last name because there's a disagreement here, mm -hmm. okay? Uh -huh. And so whenever there's a disagreement, you don't want to identify first and last name. All right. And so um, Mike wrote to us, and this is what Mike said. I'm going to read his email verbatim. Mm -hmm. If he had left me a voicemail recording, as you know, we would have played it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're custom. petty like that, Mike. <laughs> but here we go. Here is uh, Mike's email. Will the Great, Miki. Wow, I've been listening to you via podcast for the past two weeks and have gone back and listened to some others. I love you peeps. I really appreciate your vocalizing the truth about name calling. And he says, I was listening to Thursday's program about cooking. I'm sorry, but I think the chicken breasts are better than thighs. Mm. He goes on. Hopefully we will not have a church split over this. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought it was a little bit more severe. Yeah, I know you did. That's what your mom did. I did I that on like, purpose. Yeah, she was planning it up, man. I was just planning it up for yeah. fun because it's Friday. It's you Friday. Do that a lot. I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, but it's well known that thighs absorb the juices and all the flavor. Yeah, it's better <laughs> than the breast. And it's got so, more of a fat content, yeah, which means so more thighs flavor. Are better. So what I feel like is we need a I council. Agree. I feel like we need a council of night chicken. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kind of like a Nicene council, like where we can get together and decide what's better like, oh, for recipes. Okay. Do we need chicken breasts or do we need chicken thighs? Thighs, man. Thighs. Well, thighs. you heard it here, Mike. You're outnumbered. So when you're outnumbered, that means you're wrong. <laughs> not always, that's right? not true. No, that's right. Come wrong. on, JD, tell the truth. Just just having the the numbers that you need does not mean that you're right, right? That's what my siblings think. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> we can talk about that more later. Anyways, um, we invite you to connect with us via the Facebook page. If you go to the Aaron the Addison's page, um, you can see that we post our Chick-fil-A activism photos from today. And then also, finally, got those recipe pictures up from yesterday. We interviewed Hope Helmuth, mm -hmm. the author of Hope's Table, the recipe mm -hmm. book, cookbook. Uh, two people were blessed with that book, and uh, we're excited about that. J.D., what did you think of the recipe that we made on Thursday night? At first, at first glance, to other people, it might look really good, but to me, I thought I would really wouldn't like it. Like I don't, I don't really like mangoes, mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. there were some times where I like um, mixing sweet and salty, but this time it didn't look like it was gonna be promising at all. I also <laughs> don't like beans, so black beans in specific. Racist. But <laughs> nothing. Go ahead, son. What? No, go ahead. <laughs> When I ate it, it was, like, really good. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I don't recommend my parenting skills to <laughs> anyone. I don't recommend my parenting yeah. skills to any uh, other parent. What are parents. you doing over there? Okay. All right. <laughs> you, got, you didn't do anything, you. J.D. You were perfect. About mommy. All right. You did great. Tripping. Mom just had a joke at your expense <laughs> that you were unaware of. Don't worry about intentionally. it. Intentionally. 
but it's okay. So you enjoyed the mango, the um, that was good mango chicken curry with the yeah, rice I like and the beans. Mangoes, actually. It was it was different, yeah. but the flavors yeah. all worked together. And I will say this, JD, I'm proud of you because you don't like beans. In particular, you don't like black beans, and you still ate it. We we said, hey, this is a recipe. We're gonna try it. And it took a little bit of coaxing. The thing that um, gave me the most momentum to try is that I saw it was going away. <laughs> you better get thin. some before it's yeah, gone. If I, didn't, if I didn't eat it, then there was no other yeah, chance. That was, that that be, yeah, that would be. Oh, boy, yeah, yeah. that's it. Family I'm glad of you seven. got in there. Family of seven. He's like, <laughs> my motivation came from the disappearing act of the food. I saw that it was going away. That, so, but that'll I'm, motivate you. That will motivate yeah. you. I'm glad you got in there and tried and it. And I like the um, little bit of spice that it had. Ah, it did have a kick. I like spice. It did have a kick. Yes. It really, really did have a he kick. It does like spice. Man. <laughs> Which you added man. red pepper flakes. I did, to it, man. And it was great. Them. Like, really? I, I, yeah. It wasn't hot. No, like, it was like I like it. That's a shame. Well. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, JD. So since last you were on the air with us, what are what are you reading now in your um, personal reading of the Bible? I'm curious to know what it is that you've been reading and um, what have you observed in what you're reading. Let's Korean, talk about that a little bit. Um, Korean. I'm re- right now. I'm reading um in Proverbs. Okay, so anything interesting from your most recent reading? It's always neat. I have to tell you, I really appreciate. And I think you know this too. I appreciate walking by your room, uh, doing my one final sweep of the house. You know how moms do that, right? My one final sweep of the house, making sure everything is in order, and seeing that you're reading your Bible in bed like that is. I really, really value that, and I'm I'm glad to see that that's happening. So now, tell me what it is that you have observed in your reading of Proverbs. Anything that's standing out to you that so this is our second time reading Proverbs. First, um, we were doing it as a family before Daddy would, um, would come back from work. We'd all be we'd all sit around the table and start reading mm-hmm. um, in Proverbs. But now I decided that I wanted to read in my devotional time by myself because um, because I remember hearing that Proverbs has a lot of wisdom in it, and so it was talking about what the wise man gets and what the foolish man gets. Well woman bits most of the time because yeah. they were describing for all as a woman and um wisdom it said she mm-hmm. so it was basically um just telling speaking to me and telling and telling me how um god opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble that's something that really stuck out to me yeah and not just to you but to all of the readers everyone who reads the word of god can glean and understand that um that God gives grace to the humble, mm-hmm. and conversely, he opposes the proud. That's right. Uh, when we get back, I want to continue on because we started reading through the book of Acts. I want to ask you about some of the observations that you're making about the book of Acts as well. This is Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio, the Friday edition. We've got a little Addison in studio. We'll grab the break and be right back. Hi, it's Michael with Bible League International, engaging the world with God's Word for more than 80 years at only $5 a Bible. I met 14-year-old Ahmed earlier this year in the Middle East. At 12, he had been recruited to be a suicide bomber. His dad died fighting for ISIS. His mother and seven siblings were radicals, but they embraced the gospel. And when they did, he viewed them as infidels and wanted them dead. But his mom prayed nonstop for his salvation. It came, and when it did, he was beaten nearly to death by the radicals he hung around with. When he and I met earlier this year, he was 
able to open his Arabic Bible and see where Jesus says, they'll hate you because they hated me first. But with tears in his eyes, he said, Michael, there's hundreds of young guys like me going to kill themselves in the name of Allah. We need to save them. And he's led dozens to Christ in a place where they need the Bible. Would you join us in this wonderful work to support the persecuted church? Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-W-O-R-D. That's 800-YES-WORD. Or click sendbiblesnow.com. That's sendbiblesnow.com. Now, more than ever, preborn babies need your help. A mother's womb has now become the unsafest place in America, with abortion being the leading cause of death and babies being aborted up to term in some states. I was afraid. I was scared. I didn't know what to do. Everybody wanted me to have an abortion. Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country, helping moms choose life. You see, when a mom in crisis sees her baby on ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, she's 80% more likely to choose life for her baby. She did let me hear the heartbeat, and I was like, wow, it's something like living inside of me. It was a beautiful thing to hear. Preborn runs and leads Christian pregnancy centers all over the country. To find out more, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Your love can save a life. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Dickus. A new report tells us that abortion numbers in the United States have fallen to the lowest level since Roe v. Wade back in 1973. The number has fallen 19% from just 2011 to 2017 to a still tragic 862,000 abortions. Pro-life advocates credit new state laws with much of this decline. Among these laws are informed consent requirements and mandatory hospital privileges for abortion doctors. Pacific Justice Institute applauds these statistics. The Pacific Justice Institute provides legal representation to individuals without charge. Learn more at pacificjustice.org. That's pacificjustice.org. Eight to ten ounces it weighs, two thousand gallons a day, carrying life fluid around an array of blood vessels, arteries, capillaries, and veins. Blood in, blood out when it bangs, but not a gang. The blood coordinator divided by four chambers. Your brain is steady, regulating what your heart rate is. Uh, it gives life when it expands and it repeats. Our creator gave it rhythm and we're dancing to his beat. When you stand it, when you're sleeping, it pumps instinctively. The biological motor running the machinery, carrying nutrients and oxygen to vital parts. Yeah. Such a masterful design inside yeah. the human heart. Man, I mean, I know that there are people who don't understand rap and they're like, I just don't get it. <laughs> but I mean, if, if like what we just heard there, mm-hmm. you know, apologetics for being fearfully and wonderfully made, how we are uniquely created, how we are designed by God. Yeah. But then you take that. You put it in rap and music. You put in that music. That, and that <laughs> takes a while. Doesn't That's that take, amazing. Like, it takes a while to like. You have to get the information, make rhymes for it. That's right. Yeah. So you're not just presenting it, but yeah. you've got to present it like, and make it rhyme. And yeah. That's just amazing. I love how rap flows. Yeah, me too, JD. Me too. Good do you, rap. Do you good rap? Right. Do you find <laughs> that you have learned? Uh, theology. Do you? Do you? Have you learned theology in some of the rap music that Daddy has introduced to us? 
Do you know what I mean when I say theology? What do I mean when I say theology? What is theology the study of? The study of the Bible? No. Theo. It's the study of God. Theology is the study of God. Have you learned things about God when you listen to rap music? I can't recall anything from right now, but I'm, I'm sure I have. Sorry, Flame. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Shyman. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's not you, okay? It's just when he's put on the spot like that, okay, guys? I don't want you. <laughs> Some of these, some of these rappers. Sorry, Cam. <laughs> sorry, Path of Revelation. <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay, I just went. Sorry, Gabe. Sorry, guys. All right. Um, some of these guys right now are just like, what? What? Don't learn anything. Our it's, music. It's not you guys. It's just me. Yeah. <laughs> just me. Don't take that the wrong way. Don't take that the oh, wrong way. Man. You're working hard. You're glorifying God with the use of the gifts that you have. It's not. It's not you. It's it's us. <laughs> uh, anyways, welcome back to Aaron the Addison. It's the Friday edition. We do a lighter show. We are so happy to be with you. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Hazakeem with Matters of the Heart. <laughs> Sorry, Hazakeem and them. <laughs> um, Sherry B is over in Studio CC. It's Chick-fil-A Activism Day. Hopefully you have engaged in some Chick-fil-A Activism, which really I would say I'm um, looking at the activity on the Aaron the Addison's page under our Chick-fil-A Activism post. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some people who are engaging, and I'm excited about it. Yeah. You, right now. Right now there are yes. some people who are participating, and so that's great. Um, I have a story here. I'm not going to get into the story because, um, you know, it's just crazy. But you would think that I make up the Chick-fil-A stories that I present um, just to have something to talk about. But it almost seems like there are just stories about Chick-fil-A in the news each week. I uh, know. That's crazy. Is, really? I mean, it's yeah. great for of us. Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Do you know that people don't like Chick-fil-A? Yes. Okay. Oh, you know that? I'm okay. pretty sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, what do, you, what do you understand about, what, what would be a Pe reason that so, people don't like Chick-fil-A? What do you understand I have a friend. That? He said that he likes McDonald's more than Chick-fil-A. Oh, I was like, oh, are you out of your mind? Still your friend? You're not allowed to play with him. <laughs> okay. I'm fine with that. I don't oh, know, wow. I don't know I don't who he is. A, don't say any not names. A good friend. Do not say any names. <laughs> but you are not allowed to play with him at all. And I will be contacting his parents. Okay. All right? Because we are not going to have this. That's, you, that's why you cannot <laughs> entrust your kids to just anybody. Because those kids will have a negative influence on them. All right? I don't agree with the standpoint. That's, that's good, well, but he good. could wear you down over time. Yeah. So that's why we have to run it back. We have to I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to be playing with him. <laughs> Guys, I want you all to know that JD is well acquainted with his mom. He knows that I'm joking, but I do want names after the show. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I do want to know. Um, so anyway, I have this, um, this story of Chick-fil-A food truck that triggered some Oregon high school students. Uh, on campus at a game because Chick-fil-A food truck, a Chick-fil-A food truck. So there oh. was a Chick-fil-A food truck that was there, um, you know, selling food right. at a game mm -hmm. in Oregon, and a bunch of high school students walked out and protested, What's left the campus and protest oh because goodness. it's Chick-fil-A. Oh my goodness! Now I won't go into all the details, but our listeners will know why. Sandwich. They will know why this triggered these students. Okay, they mm -hmm. they were motivated for a reason Aww. that had nothing to do with the Nuggets. <laughs> it's okay, JD. Please, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later when you talk about it next year when you turn ten. You'll be older and wiser. All right. So we we started uh, reading through the Book of Acts, and we start with a background on Acts, and and we kind of lay out some things to look forward to. So I was hoping, JD, that you and I and Daddy might have a conversation around some of your observations already in the book of Acts and maybe some of the background that stands out to you and some of the things that you hope to learn as you read through Acts. So, okay, so tell me, what are the four themes that we're looking for as we read through the book of Acts? What are you watching for? So there are four themes in um, the 
continuation of from Luke to Acts. Oh, no, that's good. Acts. I'm glad you said that. The mm -hmm. continuation yeah. of Luke and Acts. So Luke is the follow-up letter to the book of Luke, yeah. right? So He's this, writing an orderly account for um, so Acts the, is the Theophilus. Yeah. Did I say Luke? Yeah. I meant to say Acts. I'm sorry. Acts is the follow-up account to Luke. I'm glad. To Luke, I'm glad you said that. Go ahead. Also, um, I think you did some research. I, I'm not. You didn't tell us how you found out, but um, the the name Theophilus actually means friend of God. Yeah. So it could. It's like it sounds like it could. Be, he could be saying, "Oh, friend of God." Yeah. So honestly, like when you really think about it, he could be saying that to friend a friend of God. Yeah. It almost seems like um, the letter that Luke writes to Theophilus. And um, and then, of course, you know, there's some uh, church historians who say mm -hmm. that Theophilus was most likely a Roman official. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very interesting that his name means friend of God. Mm -hmm. And so then, therefore, you've got this orderly account that Luke, the physician, undertakes to write to the friend of God, mm -hmm. so to speak. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And mm -hmm. I think that in some ways you can see that as a metaphor for all of us who will read this orderly account mm -hmm. because we are called friends of God because of what Jesus Christ has done. So that's cool. Um, what are some of the themes that Luke will lay out in Acts that we're looking forward to uh, discovering? All right. So the four, the um, first one of the four themes, the first one is apologetics. Now, what do you mean when you say apologetics? What, how, how are we looking to see that displayed in Acts? It shows how to give a defense to your faith. That's what apologetics is, not apo not apologizing. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. what I used to think it was. I was like, why is it called apologetics? It's a defense for the faith. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's one of the themes that we're going to be looking for. So as we read through Acts, we are going to expect to see the gospel presented, and we're going to expect to see times where the gospel is defended. So that's exciting to, to start out and thinking about that. What's another theme that we expect to see in the book of Acts? The Holy Spirit. Mm. There's um fun fact, the Holy Spirit is mentioned fifty five times in Acts. Yeah, that's 55. exciting. That's a lot. You've got in twenty eight chapters. Twenty eight chapters. Mm. The Holy Spirit is mentioned fifty five times. So in what way do you think we are going to see the Holy Spirit mentioned? Like what do you think his work will be as we read through Acts? What is he doing? Well, Jesus um, left them and told them that they'll have a, um, a gift, the Holy Spirit. He'll send them a gift, the Holy Spirit. So he gives them the Holy Spirit and in times of need when they need it, like when Peter was... When they need it? Him, when they need him. Oh, okay. Yeah, when yeah, they need him. So in times when they need him, like I remember there was a account with Peter where he was talking with, what was it? I think it was one of the Pharisees. I'm not sure if this was an ex, though. But I remember it was a time where the Holy Spirit came upon him and gave him the words to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you see that um, Peter is transformed after mm -hmm. the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, they yeah, all are... He goes from a coward to a good defender of the faith. Amen, yeah. amen, <laughs> being willing to die for that That's faith. Right. He goes from, and I, I mean, it's, it's strong, but it's true, from being a coward to being restored and then filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and then speaking boldly of mm. who Jesus Christ is. So we expect to see that in the book of Acts. We expect to see the Holy Spirit leading the church, guiding the church. Um, we expect to see directives given by the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, uh, he's an active part within the church in, in saying, this one go, this you mm -hmm. know, go here. Set apart for me. Or even stopping uh, Paul from going. Don't to go say, here. Yeah. That's right. So, That's right. you know, he's, he's active. Uh, in a, a practical, in a, in a tangible way within the church. It's Amen. not just some force somewhere off, 
you know, but mm -hmm. he, he's there. Amen. And yeah. in 28 chapters, and the Holy Spirit is mentioned some 55 times, mm -hmm. this is a pretty big deal, understanding the yeah. work of the Holy Spirit. What's another theme that we expect to see as we read through the book of Acts? So you said apologetics, the Holy Spirit, and then what? Mm. Do you remember? Um, I think I forgot. Hold on. Is it Maybe expansion? Expansion, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what are we looking for um, as far as expansion goes in the Book of Acts? What's how expanding? The, how the um to spread and how it's um the gospel spreads among the world. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, and where does where does the gospel start? Like, where does the church start? Where where are the disciples when they're waiting? Jerusalem? They're in Jerusalem, and so then from Jerusalem it spreads to the known world, and then. We have the gospel here today. Mm -hmm. So it shows the incredible effectiveness, right, of the Holy Spirit to expand the gospel and also the church, right, over whom the Lord presides. Go ahead. Yeah, the Great Commission, it, um, it shows that in chapter 1, verse 7. You want to read it? Um, okay. Acts chapter <laughs> 1, verse 7. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all of Samaria until the end of the earth. Mm. So that's the Great Commission right there in, in, that, in that one verse. Yeah. It, he's, giving, he's ordering them to spread the gospel. So that's basically the expansion that it talks about in Acts. Yeah, and so we should see that theme woven all throughout Acts, right? We mm -hmm. should see uh, the apostles moving and going, and we should see those who love the Lord spreading the message of who Jesus Christ is and, and, and what he did. Um, what's the final theme that we're going to be looking for as we go through Acts? So we've got apologetics, that is presenting the gospel and then giving a defense for the gospel. Then number two, we're going to be looking at the work of the Holy Spirit. Number three, we're going to be looking at the expansion of the gospel and the church. And then finally, what are we expecting to see as we read through Acts? Transparency. Ooh. Let's talk about Drama. that. Drama. <laughs> what, do Drama. You, what do you mean? What, what kind of transparency are we expecting to see in the book of Acts? So Luke shows how these, the people in the church are actually human. He's not just showing, um, he's just not just writing their good side. Hey, they did this for the Lord. Hey, they did that for Jesus. Hey, they did this and that. He also shows where they fall and where they stumble mm. or they get it wrong. Yeah. So what does that mean to the body of Christ that we read this orderly account and even in this orderly account, we see humanity. What do you think that does for us as Christians? It shows that there are humans too, and humans don't always, and humans can't always get it right if you're Christian or not. It, we're not called to to get it every single time because we can, but we are called to repent when we do get it wrong. That's and right. called to be righteous. Amen. 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 That's so good. We were talking this morning, and I don't know if this is something that will be fresh mm -hmm. on your mind. But we were talking about this precious gospel that we have received and how important it is for us to follow the Great Commission, to obey the Lord Jesus and to make disciples and to tell people who Christ is. When you think of that, do you, do you feel a sense of responsibility at nine that you're supposed to share the gospel? Yeah, I get that feeling all the time. Like sometimes I might just, we might be talking about that, then I get this feeling like I want to go just immediately want to start telling people about what I've received. Yeah, what what makes that so significant to you? Is it just the command or do you? I don't like how it's going to end for those who are in, in the Lord. It makes me like want to go and tell other people. Yeah. Because I would want what 
what the Bible describes at, for, at the end of time, I wouldn't want that for anyone. No, that's so good, J.D. I think it's so important for us to understand that the gospel spreads in love. You know, when Jesus sees these people, he looks at them like sheep without a shepherd mm. and he has compassion for them. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we miss that when we try to share the gospel. It becomes a list of a list of you need to do this or you need to do that. But we have forgotten the love and the compassion that says without Jesus Christ, man will die in his sin. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think knowing that and loving people motivates us to share the gospel. If We really believe what it is. Um, that we have received, and we want to get that to people. So we were talking about Christ's redemptive work this morning. Okay. And we're talking about what it is that Jesus Christ has done and how there are four indispensable supports when we talk about the work of Jesus Christ. I know we just talked about it this morning. It's so fresh. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, but kind of not. Um, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Um, First, let me ask ooh, you this. Let's yeah, start. I, can, I think I remember that. Okay, let's start easy. What do I mean when I say indispensable? Something that you can't just trade it for anything. You need them. They're not just, I want to use indispensable. Yeah. <laughs> They're not just like something that you can just give. Yeah, you away. can't give away. You can't, you can't you do need, without of it. Yeah, you can't do without uh, it. Without it, yeah. Okay, so uh, four indispensable supports. And what are supports? Like, what are we talking about? Something that helps hold something up. Yeah. Something that keeps something stable. Yeah. So when we talk about the work of Christ and we talk about what the gospel is, uh, we recognize that, if there is one of these four indispensable supports missing, then we probably are not talking about the gospel and we're probably yeah. not accurately describing the work of Jesus Christ. So what are, drum roll please, <laughs> what are those four indispensable supports, JD? All right, the first one, or the, I feel like it was, the, was it the work that Jesus did on the earth? Was that what it was? I think number one, God with us, Emmanuel. So what? All right, God coming to his, the earth. His incarnation. Jesus coming to the earth. Yes. And his incarnation. His okay, incarnation. so his incarnation, indispensable. Number two. Him dying on the cross. His crucifixion. Number three. His resurrection. That's right. And then number four. Ascension. His ascension. That is so important. Mm. You know, we have all different types of presentations that we hear today where it sounds like people are talking about Jesus because they yeah, say but, his name. Yeah, but you're missing if you if you're missing one of those one of the foundations then it's a whole different gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then that means <laughs> that the apostle Paul said to the Galatians mm. There is no other gospel. Yeah, fear an angel came to you with a different gospel. An right. angel. <laughs> that would seem pretty convincing, huh? An angel a- came. You like but it's like, nope. Paul's it's probably like, nope. not an angel then. <laughs> it's probably, some, it's probably something disguised as an angel of uh, Oh, come on, JD. <laughs> Man, you guys had a great question for me today, and we found the answer in Scripture, which is the, always the best place to go to answer our questions. Your question for me was whether or not the apostles, like, say, uh, the apostle Paul or John or Peter, um, or even not as an apostle, but as Luke was writing, your question was, do I think that they knew they were writing scripture? Mm. We'll yeah, talk about that when we get back. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. You stay close. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage 
four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Today's culture is opting for entertainment rather than biblical enlightenment. For those who resist that trend, Friends of Israel shows listeners why loving the Jewish people and supporting Israel is important to the Christian faith. Friends of Israel shares biblical truth about Israel and the Messiah and promotes solidarity with the Jewish people. This is Chris Katolka of the Friends of Israel Today radio program heard each weekend on this station, and here's what's happening in Israel. Friends of Israel, Saturday afternoon at 2, here on American Family Radio. I'm Kelsey with Engage Magazine. And Engage? I'm not trying to get married. I'm only 21. What do you mean? Oh, no. Let me explain. We're a ministry for young Christians. We have a podcast, website, and, of course, a magazine. See? It's a magazine. Okay. We discuss important topics that we, as young Christians, face. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. And if you want to know more about it, just visit EngageMagazine.net. I will. Thanks. Have a great day. Sheila from Tennessee attended one of the town hall meetings hosted by Dan Celia. She left thinking about different ways to handle her finances. Dan Celia spoke a lot about tithing and being faithful to the Lord, and I definitely intend on getting in on this charitable gift annuity, which I've never done, but it sounds so exciting. Listening to him in there, it just it made me reevaluate my way of spending money, my way of doing, and it shows you that a little bit can go a long way when you place it in the master's hands. So what we need to do, and what I intend on doing, is taking the little bit and making it be worth much for the Lord. Find out if a charitable gift annuity from the AFA Foundation is right for you at 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. Or email foundation at afa.net. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We are so glad that you're listening. We have special guests in studio, J.D. Addison. Mm-hmm. Our, hi, J.D., our firstborn son um, and our thirdborn child. He's nine years old, and we enjoy indoctrinating him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We, ch- we try as much as we can to culture-proof him yeah. to make sure that as he goes out into the culture, um, if there is anything insidious out there that it will not get into him. What does insidious mean? Like wicked and evil and disgusting and disturbing. Okay. <laughs> you good with that? Yeah. Is All that right. too much? <laughs> Your face looked really intense. Uh, I'm sorry. I made you know, so intense. I just, so, yeah. 
Okay, welcome back. Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Plain James, and I am Lynn Flo with Faith Over Fear. And Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. If you want to talk to us and JD about anything that we're discussing today, maybe you've recently read through the book of Acts or you're reading through the book of Acts and you would like to offer us some insight or something that the Lord has shown you that you're like, oh my goodness, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm bursting at the seams to share this, then we'll open the phone lines. We'd be happy to talk with you as well. Um, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Maybe you would like to share with us a little bit of your Chick-fil-A activism account today. You want to give us an orderly account of your Chick-fil-A activism? Orderly account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, son. That's, That's serious. Oh, Addison's. Oh, Addison's. Here is your orderly account of uh, your Chick-fil-A activism. Or if you want to talk to us about the book of Acts, we would love to hear your commentary on that, or even Luke, if you wanted to. But before we went to the break, JD, um, the question came up this morning as we were reading in Acts um, and doing some more of the background. Whether Sometimes we go on rabbit trails, don't we? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But they're good rabbit yeah. trails. Yeah. But sometimes they can be a little foolish, but most of the time they can be, like, insightful. If we need the rabbit trails. You are so right. Sometimes they're foolish. And we allow for a little bit of that because, after all, nine. And But then sometimes, as you say rightly, they're insightful. So I'm grateful for the questions because it leads to other discussions that just kind of just build you up. It just helps mm-hmm. you to be able to have a defense for what you believe. But the question came up this morning about whether or not the apostles knew that they were writing scripture. Like, did the, the writers of the Bible, did they know that they were writing scripture? And so I pointed to um, Peter, who, which actually more than once he acknowledges that scripture does not come from anyone's own thinking or interpretation, right? But Mm. that man uh, wrote as he was carried along by the Holy Spirit. So this confirms to us that the apostles... Peter quotes it scripture. Yeah, he Mm. calls it scripture. And so do you want to read what we read this morning and then kind of talk about that as a a defense that the scriptures didn't just suddenly become scriptures after these men died, right? Because there are some people who they attack the Bible and they say, oh, well, you guys just call it scripture, but... The apostles, they knew that they yeah, were... they knew that was... They knew that they were writing scripture, sorry. Yeah, no, that's great. Go, go right ahead. And yeah, so they, they knew that um, what the Holy Spirit was re- um, leading them to write. They knew that it was scripture. Amen, amen. And that's, and that's powerful, and that's important. What's one of the passages that we looked at that pointed to that? And there are others, but there's one that we looked at in particular in Second Peter chapter 3, and I yes. think beginning at verse 15. Yes, Second Peter chapter 3, verse 15. It says, and count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the, to the wisdom given to him. As, as he is in all his letters when he speaks in these, them of these matters, there are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and un Unstandable, unstable, unstable, twist to their own destruction, as they do with other scriptures, other scriptures. So <laughs> he's, he's saying that this is scripture among others. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Mm. That's amazing. That's so good. in real time, we have the acknowledgement that what is being written is inspired mm-hmm. scripture. It is the word of God. And the Apostle Peter almost kind of reminds me of you, J.D. He's like, yeah, you know what our brother Paul writes sometimes is difficult to understand? <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's a question about punctuation, which we've already covered that, yeah, we that question. But, but anyway, isn't, isn't that something? Is that comforting to you to know that the apostles were well aware 
that the Lord was carrying them along to write. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. I thought that they wrote it, they died, and then it became scripture. I mm. didn't know that they were had the knowledge. I thought yeah. they were ignorant of that knowledge. And it's cool. They would be carried along by the Holy Spirit to write this, you know, what we have now. Yeah, um, so good. The Holy Spirit authored, you know, and wrote through these men. Like Amen. The scripture that we have. One of the other observations we made, and we'll go to the phone lines here in just a second, but one of the other observations that we made was at the beginning of Acts when you have the apostles gathered and you've got 120 people there, the Bible also says that the brothers of Jesus are there or the siblings, some translations, you know, that his siblings are there. Mm -hmm. um, is it interesting to you, J.D., that the siblings of Jesus is there along with his mother? What does that what does that do for you in the confirmation of the fact that what Jesus said was true and that his family even came to believe and put their faith in him? Yeah, on a show that I watched, um, it just depicted his mother and his father there at his crucifixion. But um, his his siblings and family were there when he walked through the wall and when he um when he was crucified. Mm -hmm. And also, I for his siblings, not I don't remember an exact place where it said he has sisters, but I think there's somewhere where it said he has sisters. It is. It's in one of the gospels. I want to say Matthew, but I'm not exactly sure about that. Yeah, but I remember I didn't um if I were if I were one of I can say this if I were one of his siblings. I pro it probably would have taken me a while to, like, even with the miracles, it probably would have been taking me a while to be like, wait, my brother who I've grown up with for, like, forever is the son of God? Yeah. That would take me, like, yeah. So are you saying, J.D., you would need to see him resurrected? You would need yeah. to have seen that, okay, he was crucified, yeah. dead, and buried, and now here he is walking through a wall and eating fish with us. Yeah, I need to see all that. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what? And and probably the same response would, would be uh, given to you that was given to Thomas. You believe because you've seen. Right. <laughs> Blessed are those who have not seen and will still, still believe, believe, right? So, amen. All right, where do we go first, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Jeanne. Uh, is that right? Is it Gene? I don't know. I don't oh, have a, Gene. I don't Maybe have that's Gene. Software up in I'm used to Gene being J-E-A-N, but in Ohio. Hi. Hello. I have two questions. One is, what was the rap song that you guys played about not being in rebellion and whether or not that we can purchase that or download it? Hmm. And then the other question that I have is, um, <clears throat> with as godly as what your children seem to be, it sounds to me like you guys are very careful as far as, you know, their entertainment, what they watch, their video games. That type of stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure of what song. She's Let's give the titles about. to both of the ones that you came back and played. So from the first break, I think it was Hazakim. Yeah, it was Matters of the Heart. Okay. And then the other one was uh, just now was uh, Faith Over Fear. Um, and I don't know if she's speaking of uh, another time where I played uh, a rap song, but uh, those were the two songs today, and they are for purchase there by um, Hazakim and. The other one is by Plain James. Plain James. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would just say to our sisters' questions and comments, my, I don't have the screen. Oh, huh? spell Hazakim. <laughs> oh, spell H-A-Z-A-K-I-M. H-A-Z-A-K-I-M. <laughs> Sherry B., she's like, listen. <laughs> All right? I don't speak Hebrew. Okay, that's fine. Hebrew. Uh, Hazakim. 
Um, but yeah, no, we are very careful. And some yeah. people may say maybe over the top, you know, maybe it doesn't take all that, but we are committed to indoctrinating our kids for the glory of God. Mm. So there's a lot that we um, filter for them, but we also allow them to be kids. Like, are you, yeah. are you, are you having a good time in life, JD? Mm -hmm. I feel pretty free. <laughs> You're not oppressed? No. You don't, you don't feel like you need to lift your fist and say, resist? No. No. <laughs> All right. Very good. No, we want them to be kids. Oh, he's the time. He's nine. You know, there's <laughs> there are times that we're sitting around the table and we have like these deeply profound conversations mm -hmm. and then someone passes gas. <laughs> right? It's probably always me. It, okay. I was trying not to out you. And then yeah, we're like. I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> And then we're like, you I'm know, not. But get away from the table. <laughs> yeah, daddy gets so aggravated. He's like, come on. Son. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, it's you okay. understand. You understand. All right. Back to the fault lines we go. Just excuse yourself. All right. Just get up. Um, we go to Ginger in Mississippi. <laughs> Hi, Ginger. Hi, uh, Mickey, Will, and J.D. Uh, is this my ginger? Is this, is this my ginger? Hi, my ginger. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, I am so impressed, and I I love to try to indoctrinate my grandchildren yes. also. And um, so, would you be interested in writing a book to uh, uh, a workbook or something to help me? I do do devotions in the afternoon, but JD just sounds so impressive. I mean, is there anything that you use in particular, but just besides using the Bible? And I mean, I'm not a teacher is mm -hmm. my problem. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to, you know, I just don't know how to, I read to them and we read out of the Bible and things like that in our devotion. But this, this is good. This is deep. Ginger. So let me tell you something. I so appreciate that question. By the way, let me just say, I love you so much. And, and, and I appreciate that question. So I have been working on a children's devotional, um, for a while, mm -hmm. meaning that I work on it and then I put it down. And I actually started to test it out on JD. Remember, I had JD yeah. read some of the stories and tell me what he thought, I what he gathered. It. He liked it. It's just time. Mm -hmm. And so what I what I try to do is focus on what right what is right in front of me. And so then I there's some things that I put down and then I go back to. But I will tell you this: what I'm thinking about, even as I'm going through acts with them, and and we've gone through several different books. I teach them the way I would teach an adult. Mm -hmm. However, I understand that they are children. So what that means is I try to think of the types of fanciful questions that they would wonder about, and I try to research those ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So I try to anticipate, yeah, here's my secret, JD. I try to anticipate <laughs> what some of their questions will be so that I can prepare for that. So even as you read through beforehand, reading with your grands, I would say allow yourself to ask questions and then research those answers or, you know, cross-reference those answers, check those answers. And, and that is what I have found to be helpful. But can I tell you something? I want to make sure that we give God glory because mm -hmm. his word alone really is sufficient. Amen. A lot of the wisdom that we see in our children is because of them simply reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit speaks to his people through his word. Mm -hmm. And so I will tell you, and because I, I want to encourage you in that, Ginger, not to give up and to feel like it's not making a difference. You are planting the word of God Amen. in the heart of your grandchildren, and you will see a harvest Amen. from that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, Psalm 119, is, it, it speaks clearly about the benefits of getting God's precepts and his word within us. And, you know, and uh, the, the word is what 
what puts it over the edge. You, you give people, you give your your children the, the word of God, and and man, amen, the amen. The sky's the limit. But I tell you what, Ginger, I know you. I can. I tell you what I'll do. Um, if you want, when we get through the book of Acts, I'll take all of my notes and I'll compile it for <laughs> you, you and I'll and I'll get it to you, Ginger. I'll get you those. We notes. still need to work on that work, but on that, I know uh, I gotta finish though. it up. I gotta finish we'll it up. It um, we'll get it done. All, uh, right. all right, where do we go next? Will Let's Gray. go to Kathy in Texas. Hi, Kathy. Oh, hello, hello. Ladies, I love you. <laughs> you rock, little man. You rock. <laughs> Thank and you. And mom and dad. Oh my gosh, I cannot even say. I am driving down I-45 in Houston. Traffic is horrific, and I am praising God. Oh. And people are looking at me like, woman, what are you doing? <laughs> so I, had, I had to pull up. I'm sitting in a parking lot waiting to talk to J.D. Oh, <laughs> so, God bless wow. you. And wow. so I do agree with Ginger. Get that devotional out. But also, man, you could do a talk show with him. My kids would sit down and listen to his little voice and hear what he's saying and your interaction with him oh my goodness go for it oh Amen. god bless you Thank kathy you. that is so encouraging Thank i appreciate you, so you. look can because can i tell you so much this is this truly is my aim and my desire to be faithful as a mom to these five kids that the lord has blessed me with okay mm -hmm. let's try to squeeze in one more call all right let's go to Catherine in arkansas hi Catherine. hi hi, hi. Hi, um, I, I'm also just pulled over on the road, um, so I couldn't lose your call. Um, for the same reason as the, as the previous two callers, I just wanted to tell J.D. that I am also very impressed, and, and I agree um, with the other callers that you really need to finish that book. You need to, <laughs> you need to make time to get that done. Come on, because yeah. Because J.D. is so impressive. I'm so proud of you, J.D. I don't even know you, and I'm so proud of you. And Thank you have you. so much courage to come on the radio and and do what you're doing. And and I agree that he would also be a great uh, asset to your to your show on a regular basis Aww. for the kids out there. It's it's just wonderful. Aww. I enjoy it. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Thank you, thank you so much. You. And JD, we enjoy having you on. I I hope that other Christian kids who are, are tuning tuning in on the days when we have our kids and certainly. Mm -hmm. Um, that it's an encouragement to the body of Christ, that we are all in the body of Christ. We don't have to be ashamed of our faith. We can give ourselves fully to knowing the Lord and making him known. Amen. And that we can live for the glory of God and honor him in our generation. That's what we're aiming to do. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I have certainly enjoyed this time. Thank you Appreciate guys so much for allowing JD to be on with us. And, thank you and, for having me. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. You got any more thank yous? No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> we're out of time until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.